0: And gals, and welcome back to the We Love Horror Podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror. And today I am joined by my dear friend Chris. Hi, hey. Chris. How are you?
1: Terrific. How's everyone else?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Today is the uh Valentine's Day special bonus episode that I'm gonna be uploading, and you were kind enough to be a part of it. So thank you.
1: Yes, very exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Um, and what movie are we talking about today, Chris?
1: We're talking about Valentine
0: which <laughs> from what I know about talking to Chris about this film, um I don't know, are you a fan of this film? what are what are your what are your initial thoughts on this film before we get into it?
1: My initial thoughts um it's not that I'm not a fan of it. I love slasher films. Mm-hmm. However, I think I almost I think my biggest sin is I give slashers almost too much credit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, a lot of people really enjoy the formulaic aspect of it and i do too to an extent but i think i also really enjoy like some really good character development some like something extra to like really push the film going i mean if you only do a killer victims gruesome kills there's gotta be something else Mm -hmm. and the film sort of hits on like some creative kills it sort of tries sort of an interesting back backstory yeah and it has like a full female uh cast but like it doesn't really seem to know what it's what it really wants to do and there's a lot of really good elements at play Mm -hmm. so see i'm not going to be entirely negative (laughs) i always like to look at the positives so
0: yeah well that's good no like i totally agree with you on that like i feel like this film lacks a lot of um character development a lot like even like with the main character like i'm not rooting for the main character at all just because i don't know anything about her and like these characters i feel like these characters are kind of i don't know they're not they're kind of bland in my opinion
1: well i was a little confused as to who was the main character (laughs) well because what is it there was i think there was five there was was Catherine hagel you know Mm -hmm. she's in there which i think I understood what they were doing with her. They were doing the opening scene. Um, I'm always impressed outside of Grey's Anatomy. She's yeah. she is a really good actress. Like she she does draw you in. Mm-hmm. So I could understand what um, the director was trying to do with the opening kill by having it be her. Um yeah. But I kind of it was one of those things where like I think it would I think the film would have benefited if she was in the main cast for like a long time you know even if she wasn't necessarily the quote final girl I think the film would have benefited from her her acting skills because I, um, I was also because I was confused as to who we were supposed to be like at first I was like oh maybe the film's gonna be kind of different and it's going to be like not just a final girl it's going to be like the final girls mm. but then even then like it didn't really go yeah. that way. I thought Denise Richards was going to be the final girl because you always kept talking about her in this film
0: yeah, like, but she, yeah, but
1: she wasn't. So that kind of caught me off off guard a bit.
0: Yeah, because she's like she's. I feel like Denise Richards is in this movie more so than the fucking main character. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know what? I got to give credit. Um, I think her name's Marley Shelton. I was looking that up. Um, I think she was in some other things, but my biggest, most recent thing that I've known for her is a uh, Scream. Um, yeah, Scream Four. Yeah, so you know, I'm glad to know that people, you know they're sticking to their horror roots, you know, even to this day. That makes me warm inside.
0: I know. I love it. Yeah. On this um, cold
1: winter day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we get into it too much, uh, do you want to tell the listeners <laughs> yeah, a sorry. little bit about yourself? No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. I I meant to, I meant to introduce you like that at the beginning. And then we kind of like got caught up talking about this film. So not your fault at all. That's all me. Um, But yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you?
1: Um, I... I am a graduate of of a film program in FIT, which is um, a a fashion, more fashion specific school in uh, New York City. Um, So oddly enough, they had a very um, new film program. And I was among like the very um, earlier guinea pigs part of it. And I enjoyed it. You know, there was hiccups here and there. I enjoyed it. I took, I took from it what I wanted to. Um, But as a more recently, I've kind of pushed more towards writing aspect and it gone into more, I've enjoyed, I got to admit, um, more taking, enjoying freelance writing, um, freelance gigs here and there. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, do you, uh, want to like plug in your Instagram for people to like find you and all that? Yeah,
1: sure. Um, it is, I thought it was funny at the time, so I, I I apologize, (laughs) but I still kept it. It's chips.com and dot sasa i guess it was like an inside joke i thought it was funny but
0: yeah i love it (laughs) and i you and i kind of have an interesting like history when it comes to being like friends because we first started talking on instagram and it was because Mm -hmm. you made a short film like forever in a day back it was it was quite a while back and i was really impressed by it i was really taken like i was really taken you know or i'm not taken aback but blown away by it like it was one of those short films that I watched that I was like, "Oh, I really love this." Yes, and it was. Yeah. and it I'm became... not expecting
1: payment, so you don't have to shower me in too many compliments. I do, I do appreciate it, but like, I, I don't. I, it was a very early, it was a very early project I did in that film program, and um, way too long, and, <laughs> but you know, it was it was good learning experience. But I do appreciate the compliments.
0: Thank you very much. No problem. Yeah, but like yeah, that's how that's how you and I kind of started talking and yeah. I don't know, we've been kind of friends ever since, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Been kind of So yeah, it's been a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you and I one day we need to work on a movie together, I think. I think totally. sometime we need to join forces and uh make a film, but I'm yeah. I'm up for that. I'm totally up for that. So, do you want to uh get into the uh five question lightning round real quick Yeah, sure. We get so, I only
1: have yeah, I only have four. Um, okay then i'll do four too i'll I'll match with you (laughs) okay thank you because i was i was getting to my fifth one and it got repetitive and i was like i'm not gonna i i I enjoyed the four that i came up with i thought they were fun yeah so i figured why am i gonna end on such a low note
0: yeah okay so i've got i've got a few i've got a couple of valentine's day themed questions to ask you and i got absolutely
1: no valentine's day questions so (laughs) you beat me there
0: Cool, and then I've just got a couple of my normal regular horror questions that I ask you, but um, since okay. you are the guest of Honor today, Chris, you yes. can ask the first question. I will let you go. Okay,
1: get ready for this one. It's, okay. it's, it's a doozy. Um, what horror score would be playing during your chase scene?
0: Ooh, I love that question. Um, I would have to either go with It Follows or mm. Halloween halloween go with the go with the classic here and then probably yeah either it follows or halloween i would say
1: these are two very good ones i remember when i saw it follows in a theater um that the old lady the what's it, the old maid score oh Mm -hmm. shit it freaked me the fuck out
0: it's my anxiety (laughs) yeah that's what i love about that score it's like so slow building but it's just so like unnerving the entire that score is classic to me um but yeah either those two or or honorable mention probably scream so Mm,
2: okay
0: yeah one of those three (laughs) (laughs) what about you i'm curious to see what yours would be
1: um right away um it would be the um what is that the halloween two chase score like in the 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 the, at the end of the in the hospital
2: Um, yeah
1: because it was, it, it was so much more intense than the first one.
0: Um, I agree.
1: Yeah, oh right. Um, I always, I always, I keep when I before I was going into this film program. Let's talk about that. You know, let's. I always kept seeing these people doing a lot of like fan films on YouTube.
2: Yeah. And I
1: always thought like, well, that's like a fun way to just like learn film skills and all that stuff. So for the longest time, I thought for sure that at least one of my semesters, I was into a fan film where I was going to reenact that um that chase scene and probably selfishly put myself in the project so i could experience you know the idea of like trying to cling onto a wall and like not really run because lori doesn't run in that scene but like kind of like hobble mm-hmm. but alas that never happened only in my head i always thought it'd be kind of fun though
0: oh yeah for sure i used to i used to love to i used to dream about being a final girl <laughs> It was one of my dreams growing up. I was like, I want to be a final girl. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know
1: what? There was something interesting about it, um, I got to admit. Younger. However, the older I get, the more I realize, shit, that's a terrible life. Like, to always constantly be, like, on alert.
0: And all your friends around you are dying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you create strong enough relationships, well, it doesn't really (laughs) matter at that point.
0: Right. By the end of it, you're like Sidney Prescott. You don't have any friends. You just live out in the middle of the woods in the house. Uh,
1: yeah, but you know what? You know you got you got Gail and you got Dewey. Who, um, fingers crossed, they don't bite the dust in the the next one. Although uh, there yeah. there might something pretty big happen. But you know,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, good question though. I liked that question. Okay, cool. Okay, so yes. here's here's one, the first Valentine's Day themed question. So you're on a dating show, Chris, Uh and you are the, you are the, you are the potential bachelor. So Uh you have three choices. So you have Michael Myers, Uh Freddy Krueger, and Leatherface. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some, um, you know, backstory on each of them. So Michael Myers, you know, perks to perks to being with Michael Myers. He's dedicated. Uh He, um, you know, he won't. He, you know, he won't cheat on you because he's dedicated to one person and one person only. Um, yes. He's the strong, silent type. He doesn't make a lot. He doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't. You know, I'm sure he'd be fine with whatever you want to throw at him. Um, you know, and he, he's the man of mystery. Like he doesn't talk. He's very quiet. He wears a mask, so you don't know. You know, mm. you don't know who you're quite dealing with. And you know, sure. some people like that kind of element of surprise. So you know, there's that Freddy Krueger. He's the man of your dreams, obviously. Um, (laughs) You could, you guys could potentially go on, you know, dream escapades together, and you know, maybe be a duo killing couple. I don't know, perks of that. Um, I don't know if you might, I don't know if you'd want to use his fingers in bed, though. That's kind of a
2: (laughs) a kind of a tricky situation, right there.
0: Yeah. And then Leatherface, he's also very family oriented, so you know, you don't have to worry about him. not being a you know a family type of guy he's very he's very into family i think his his cons though would be he's a little whiny he's kind of a baby and he's very clumsy so he's not very i don't know he i i wouldn't i don't see him as being the breadwinner of the family so i feel like you'd have to you know pick up the slack for that but so (laughs) if you had out of
1: those three choices
0: yep if you had to choose between the three who would get the who would get the dream date out of those three from you
1: um i never had a very i never had a particularly positive response to leatherface um it took me a while to even like watch um only just like a few of like the films so he never really was on my radar um i love the halloween franchise Mm -hmm. however i thought to be more fun spontaneous i think it actually would be pretty fun to pick freddie um because what really kind of just popped in my mind is that you can do whatever the hell. I'm not, okay, so I know this probably isn't, not the best answer, but I'm not the best lucid dreamer. I've tried um, and I can't do it. So it would be fun to really have some help and I can do whatever I want in the dreams. So, I mean, if I have to look the other way behind the closed door where there's like screaming, I'll just have to do that. And then I can go back and enjoy whatever else. There you um, go. and then i don't have to deal with him
0: exactly elsewhere
1: there's there's a um what's it called a good separation you know a good independence yes until yeah. you until i piss him off
0: <laughs> yeah so. until you piss him off and he demands a divorce
1: <laughs> yeah well i don't think you'll even get that far
0: yeah <laughs> oh man so freddy krueger is who you choose huh yes all right, good choice. And then, where, uh, this is kind of like a que- like this kind of like a bonus question to that question. So, where would you okay. guys go on your dream date? What what would be your idea of a dream date with Freddy Krueger?
1: Well, obviously, it would be in the dreamscape. So, yeah. um, I can't think of who the artist is, but I keep seeing these images pop up on my, on my Instagram. <laughs> and it's, it seems like it's, let's see if I can paint the picture. It seems like it's a, a diner like a 50s set diner setting with people mm-hmm. at tables and all that stuff but it it's in it's it's in the sky it's in um space and it overlooks earth i oh, think it's cool. earth and it just seems it's like just everyone's just so casual and I always it just seems so bizarre i think i would really kind of like that that
0: sounds cool <laughs> um, actually
1: yeah Yeah, it always seemed fascinating. Um, And now apparently, you know, come 2022, I guess, um, if you have enough money or if you have enough, uh, whatever, it's going to be the criteria. I guess that might be a possibility. You can go on, uh, what is it, the, those, uh, the space, uh, spaceships to, with civilians going to the moon or something
0: like
2: that,
0: right? Yeah. 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 I've heard. I've, yep. No, thank you though. I'm good. No, I'm going to keep my ass on earth. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with space. So no. I'm good with not, you know, going up there. I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not no, that in good a
1: dream. I would be more comfortable with it, but yeah, yeah. I can understand that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, good, good answer. So what, what you got for me next, Chris?
1: Um, let's see if I worded this correctly. Um, is there a particular season you gravitate towards in horror. So, like wintry films, summer set films, um, autumn, I'm not really sure what spring would be, but like, are there like a season, like a seasonal film? There you go, that's a good word. Is there a seasonal subgenre of horror that you tend to enjoy more than others?
0: Um, I think I'd have to definitely say summer, not just because it is my favorite season of the year. Like I could do without winter completely. I hate winter, um, but fall and spring are nice. But I really like summer just because I just feel like there's I don't know, ever since I've like grown up and I've started like I remember like how it was when I was a kid. Like it's just very summer's very nostalgic for me. And I feel like a lot of movies in that I the first movie that comes to mind for me is it like the new it like it's just like yeah such a nostalgic type of movie and you you have like the freedom to do whatever you want and it's warm you can go out and do stuff like yes i don't know i think that would have to be my favorite just because from a more personal standpoint it's very nostalgic for me what about that you nice.
1: um something about winter i find very moody like the lodge the shining there's just something about like snow and like the blue like i guess like the blue lighting that a lot of times um is seen in those type of films um like the white landscape and like the white out i don't know it just seems moody and atmospheric and i always enjoy that however i do like living personally i would enjoy summer but like watching there's something so moody with winter or i guess oh so here we go i guess that would be kind of springish but like Rainy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. April showers. So yeah, bad weather or something with weather really gravitates towards me. I don't know. There's just something about it I find fascinating to watch.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, so like, like when I get like my own house, I, I'm gonna do like the the what is it? Uh, Guillermo del Toro, where he has in like his monster house, he has like a window that like it like rains. It, or it looks like it rains uh-huh. and he can just lock himself away it could be like a sunny ass day, and he in the office the window just there's water coming down
0: oh that would be cool yeah <laughs> just uh, just when you're like in that mood where you're like i just want it to rain today so you Honestly. know what <laughs> yeah bring bring in the rain guys what the hell <laughs> oh man um all right so question number two this is my last uh valentine's Okay. Uh, oh, thank God. And I guess it's kind of similar to what I, what I, the question I just asked you, except this is more of like a fuck, Mary kill type of scenario. So
1: good. So I didn't ask you, So I'm glad I didn't put that on my, on my <laughs> list.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to give you three choices. So fuck, Mary okay. kill. So Billy, St- uh, Billy Loomis from Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. <laughs> or um adam in valentine
1: i would kill adam because i didn't even realize that was his name oh god that was like
0: <laughs> that's how memorable he is uh, in yeah. film, honestly oh
1: god um okay so kill him okay and then i would marry patrick right that was his name patrick bateman yeah, he's yeah, a yeah.
0: american psycho yeah yeah
1: because i besides you know the sociopathic or the full like unhinged aspect to him you know besides all that um his regimen is very strict he would get me into shape and keep me on that it would be a good health routine um also i was always so fascinated when i watched the film when he peeled off the face mask in the beginning
0: oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: that was the tipping point where i realized i need to get into facial self-care i wanted to have that feeling and that the whole thing I just thought it was so cool um and so then I guess i will Billy um you know just get over with you know just like he can go on and harass someone else
0: yeah you wouldn't really want to marry Billy he has too many issues like mommy issues
1: no I mean I would love to meet the mom I mean Mrs. Loomis what what a doll but I like
0: know. I know yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> love that your turn buddy oh
1: um what's the last horror film you saw in the theater
0: oh um the last horror film i saw in the theater i don't really know if this counts as like a horror film per- exactly but i watched the invisible man that's the last one I remember yeah watching, that works which Okay. fantastic i love that movie yeah
1: i don't think i saw in the theater um that sounds like it would have been a really good oh, maybe i did see in the theater i think i did see in the theater god it's been a while that was a really good film. I I, I did enjoy that.
0: Yeah. A good, it's, good a, pick. it's a fun one. What about you?
1: The Lodge. You um, watched
0: that in theaters? I didn't even know that was released. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it was like one of those like limited ones or whatever, but mm. um, it came, me and my friend, we both really started to find those like more psychological horror films, like yeah. a lot of like what Ari Aster has done, you know, with Hereditary, and Midsummer. Although I find it very uncomfortable, but there's also something so alluring to them. Um, oh yeah, it's not like it's not a slasher. It's not. It's it's <laughs> the the terror. If there is any found in Valentine, is nowhere near compared to that. So um, it was a very uncomfortable watch. Um, and also, I think it was the the directors of The Lodge did Goodnight Mommy. So I kind of already knew yeah. that it was gonna be um, a mindfuck, and it was. But you know, for a last kind of film to see in the theater, eh, you could have done worse. So I enjoyed
2: it.
0: Yeah, I I'll have to rewatch Good Night, Mommy because I did not like it the first time I watched it, and I haven't watched it since. So I may have to go back and watch it again. But The Lodge, I don't know. That movie was chilling to me. There was something. Literally, you know. Like, I don't like. I already don't like winter enough. <laughs> and then, like, just, like, the whole being stuck out there and, like, I don't know, the way they do it is just so, like, I don't want to spoil it, but just yeah. some of the stuff that they do in this film, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, and that ending, dude, that ending, like, stuck with me for a few days. I was like, oh, God. I don't know. There was this, something you know, about it. Yeah, it I don't want to
1: spoil it. Me. People, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it, and then, then you can spoil it for yourselves. But, yeah, no, I I, I agree that I I... The I enjoyed the ending because you know what it, it felt like a bit of of relief. Mm-hmm. It was it was as fucked up as like Midsummer, you know, like where it's it's not a positive ending,
2: yeah. But in
1: some degrees, eh, m- well, maybe not for the watch, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I I get what you mean um but like I don't know talk about like a a good theme winter horror where you know you just crank up AC if it's the summer and you have to like literally bundle yourself like the characters in the film
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I find that interesting
0: yeah yeah I I I don't know I really enjoyed The Lodge I'll have to watch it again I had it's been a minute since I watched it but oh my gosh such a good film so I'm glad that you got to watch that in theaters I'm kind of jealous because I only got to watch it on I don't remember where I watched it actually I think it was like on Hulu or netflix or something one of those but yeah. yeah pretty good movie um so my next question is and this is kind of a this is kind of a fun one because i'm always curious to see how people rank these um what would be your ranking of all of the killers and and all of the scream films what's your definitive ranking because i'm curious oh,
1: christ i have to remember all of them <laughs> um okay wait, can I can I take an easy way out and do like, just buy a movie instead of like individual?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. That'll make it easier. (laughs) Um, so I'll start, what is it? There's four so far. So, um, at the end, as in my least favorite Mm -hmm. is Scream 4. Um, a little spoiler. If you haven't seen at this point, it's been a while. Yeah. Oh my God. I enjoy Emma Roberts, but like, did not. I, I kind of wished someone else took that role because they. I think the role kind of required something very extreme in the end. And you know, now uh, that enough time has passed, I do enjoy the film itself a lot more. You know, maybe uh, like when I first seen, it, I was like, yeah. But I do definitely enjoy. I think it's better than um, Scream Three as in mm-hmm. a film. But as for the killers, yeah, they could have done a little. They could have done better. So then with Scream 4, I'll put Scream 3 because what was his name? Um Roman. Roman Roman. Yeah. You know. Um, oh God, like just shut up already. Jesus! Like Sydney, <laughs> thank God. Like she kicked his ass on that stuff. Um, <laughs> but I also find it very interesting when it's like the mastermind. Mm-hmm. I always find those kind of villains interesting. So in that aspect, he gets a few points.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm content <laughs> with those two right now. So then it goes to. Um, oh, I I really do love Mrs. Loomis. Lori Metcalf was awesome in that role. I I loved her, but. I think I would put her into you know mm-hmm. screen two with two, um, yeah. just because. Billy and Stu really were fucked up and scary. And it worked. I think that was a really cool thing is that with, like with Stu, him, his like zaniness and like doofy, like doofiness, whatever, like straight boy quality, it, it worked. Like it didn't take away from the performance of being intimidating. Um, and then as for just Billy, um, still, like, I think it's just scary, especially, you know, all this time now, like, it's not very rare to see very young people kill. <laughs> so it's it's scary to see a very almost realistic portrayal. And yeah. also the fact that like all these people, pretty much all of them, have like no sense of responsibility. That's basically what it is. You know, they can blame the movies all they want, but really movies are not physically doing all this. Yeah. So I find that interesting. But in that lineup, yeah, I would do. Oh shit, did I kind of put them all in like, I think I put them all in their order in a way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but hey, that would have okay. been easy.
1: I wish I'd known that before. I, I would just, I just set it out loud. So i'd be really thinking about it. Okay.
0: That's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna answer my own question because I kind of have like a definitive ranking, but I think, hmm, I don't know, because Billions do aren't on the top for me. Oh. And you're gonna be surprised by this. I think Jill is my favorite from Scream Four, only because. Not, not just because I love Emma Roberts, this is not yes. a biased thing. It's because she's the character that is the closest to getting away with it. She is the one that mm. got, she's the one that, like, almost got away with it more than anybody else in the entire franchise. Like, if, really she, sure. if she would have done one thing differently, she would have gotten away with it. And, yeah. like, her commitment to, like, making sure that she got away with it is just, like above fucking anything that anyone has ever done in the films like fucking going and stabbing herself and then fucking like just beating the shit out of herself just to get away with this like she's fucking batshit crazy like i thought billy loomis and Stu were crazy no i think she is like a step above crazy so yeah, she's,
1: no, they were kind of methodical in a way, or at least billy was yeah so i, I get that.
0: yeah so she's she's i think she's up there it's as, as the top tier for me just because of like okay. how close she got to actually getting away with it all um and i also kind of like her motive for wanting to do it too like yeah it's, it's kind of it's, scary
1: it's pretty real mm-hmm. honestly um yeah,
0: yeah like and that just, was
1: before, that was like what that was instagram was popular but it wasn't as big right because that was
0: 2011 yeah so yeah when that oh wow 10 years scream 4 is 10 years old dude wow. i can't even i can't even believe that um But yeah, no, like, I like, I kind of like her motive for it too, just because it's just simple, but it's so, like, to that, to the time, like, with the times with the generation now, like, that just seems, like, so realistic to, I feel like there are people out there that would, like, go on a fucking murder spree just to become famous, like, (laughs) it's, it's kind of scary. So, yeah, she's, she's definitely number one for me, I think mrs loomis falls close behind just because uh, i really love her because of the element of surprise like the first time i watched scream 2 i never suspected her and then when she comes out at the end i was like holy shit that's awesome didn't
1: suspect debbie salt
0: no i did not what a name too Good for i her. know <laughs> so she's number two and just because like i like her her motive for wanting to do it too it's just simple you know mm-hmm. revenge so she gives me definite like uh uh, Pamela Voorhees vibes, and I yeah. love it. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to put her as number two. Uh, okay. Billy, I'd actually have to put Stu as number three, just because he's like more humorous. I don't know. I get I get much more of a fun vibe from Stu, and yeah, Billy so. Billy follows close behind because mm-hmm. I think Billy Billy is fucking scary. Like you said, he's just very I don't know. There's something not right with him. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and his motive is really cool, too, because like I like how you find out at the end that her mother is to blame for the fact that his mom walked out and all that stuff. So that was, that was an interesting twist. And then I'd probably have to put Roman next, just because Roman is kind of the mastermind behind the whole thing. Like, Definitely. you find out in Scream 3 that he's the reason why the events occurred in, screen, in the first Scream. So it's like, he's basically the puppet master in this whole thing. So it's like, without him, we wouldn't have the first two films. So I have to give him, like, a higher ranking up there. I mean, he's not as far as that goes, though. Aside from that, he's not interesting at all. I think he's kind of just one of the most boring <laughs> killers in the franchise. Like he's kind of annoying, and so like that's why he's not higher on this list. And then who else do I have left? I have two. He's points. annoying. He's
1: so whiny too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Mickey is going to be second to last, just oh, because too. I don't know. I'm not a fan of Mickey. I don't like. I get that he's crazy, but it's just like he oh yeah mickey really know.
1: didn't do anything to me like yeah the loomis all the way in that film but yeah okay oh, I, I, sure. I can i can see why his placement
0: yeah and then charlie's gonna be last just because do i even mm. have to do i even have to say anything about that he's no. just a no he's annoying as fuck i don't like him <laughs> and he's he's basically jill's little bitch the entire movie and then he ends up getting killed by her so yeah yeah enough said yeah that, that would be my ranking I think so probably unpopular opinion that I put Jill so high up on that list but she's she's number she's my number one in my opinion just because she I don't honestly she's the closest to getting away with it than anybody in the other film so for I'm me I have to sure. give her credit where credits due because she fucking went balls to the wall <laughs> and fucking definitely <laughs> made sure that she was gonna get away with it but yeah <laughs> so good that's yeah that's my ranking but cool. is this your final question uh yes okay
1: um what upcoming horror film are you looking forward to
0: Ooh, i'd probably have to say scream or mm. or halloween kills i'm very very excited i'm hoping because with the first halloween the one that came out in 2018 yeah as much of a good film as it was like in certain aspects like i was very disappointed by it Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I went into the theater with such high expectations because the original one is my favorite horror movie. Like, it's the godfather of slashers, in my opinion. Like, So, I went into this film thinking like it was going to because all these people were involved, you know, John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back, like the directors seem like a bunch of like heavyweights. So, I was like really excited. I was like, okay, this is gonna be a great movie. But I think what killed it for me was there was like humor in there when there shouldn't have been humor. I don't know if that's just me, but there were some scenes where, for example, like where the babysitter gets attacked in the closet. And the little kid goes, oh, shit. And then everybody in the audience laughed for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, that basically took away all of the tension that that scene had.
1: Yes, it did. And I really didn't even care for that character. What was the name? Um, The friend. Allison's friend. I didn't care for any of her friends. And so that really just didn't do anything for me. So I I agree.
0: Yeah. And then what the fuck is the whole plot twist with the doctor? What the fuck was that? (laughs) Cause that See, I think that nearly ruined the fucking movie for me. If they would have, if they would have continued with that, I would have been like done. I would have been like, I'm not watching this anymore. Nope.
1: I think what they were trying to do um was take, you know, obviously all these elements that they had before them, because then they were completely rebooting it mm-hmm. and filtering in the aspect of like um a thorn, the curse of thorn. Um mm-hmm. like the people that could that could control him or Or that were invested in him or whatever but all so i do think a human villain would be interesting in the halloween franchise yeah i just don't think i i think it it was a misstep that it was rushed in the way that it did and then like him having put the mask on yeah that that was
2: yeah
0: yeah well and it, it also seemed to me like they they committed to this idea of having him like you know doing this and then they like kind of just quickly scrapped that idea right away because then all of a sudden yeah. michael's back to doing like the. so it was like what was the point of that I don't, I don't
1: well i think the basically it was to get him to laurie i think it was like one of those things where the the there was probably some other intent but the goal was that they got to you got to reach the end of the movie somehow like yeah. how do we get him over there because he's not after her you know myers is not after laurie in this one yeah so yeah um I do agree. And I would say Holland Kills is a really anticipated one on my end. Just because I really also love how many of um the cast
2: mm-hmm.
1: um are gonna be sort of if not legacy characters, they're gonna be over the age of 40. I think that's yeah. gonna be so interesting because the one thing I really did not like, um, and sorry, can you hear this? Mm-mm. Okay, good. Uh, i sorry. It? Oh, it was it was the dings for the messages. I thought <laughs> I always get so I always think that people can hear on the other end. That's good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, next, no, my I know I could hear is,
2: it. <laughs>
1: okay, good. My next Zoom interview, I don't have to worry about that then. Oh wait. Um what was I going to say? With people over the age of 40 um isn't it is make the story I think very interesting because something that the 2018 did again was that it had like the teenage characters, but it the film was at odds with how much focus to put on the family aspect, the Strode family aspect, and mm-hmm. then the friends. And I really think they should have just went all throughout the Strode aspect and yeah. not did like the friends, like the teenage slash. I think it should have totally been the family trauma aspect. That would have been so much more interesting. It I, it was the stronger element. Even then it could have used some like a little more work, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and yeah. it seems like they're very open to suggestions too like they were very open about like people's criticisms and Mm. they were you know they talked about like you know we're gonna do whatever we did not do in the original like in the 2018 one we're going to take all of your criticisms and we're gonna make this one better so I appreciate that aspect I hope that they actually do that and they this one because judging from the teaser trailer this looks like it's gonna be pretty good I'm pretty fucking stoked for it. So I didn't mean to go on that big soapbox about how much the 2018 one disappointed me, but (laughs) I am very, very excited for Scream and Halloween Kills. I think those ones are going to be very, very exciting to watch, except I think Scream doesn't come out until next year. So technically it would have to be Halloween Kills if that's the case, but.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, the one that's really coming out much sooner than any of them, um, and that for sure has a release date is The Conjuring 3. And I'm really looking forward to that one. Do you like the conjuring series
0: i do i do okay yeah that's um for
1: me yeah i i, I love Vera famiga so i'm just really i'm all all down to see more of uh what was it um ed and Lorraine, you yeah. know
0: yeah well i love vera famiga and i love her sister tessa too yeah they're both fucking just great um but the funny thing about those two is i used to think that they were mother and daughter i used to think that vera was
1: <laughs> yeah i can i can see why
0: yeah, so I'm like sitting here thinking I'm like, okay, they look like they're related So they must be mother and daughter And then I looked it up and they're like, oh my god, they're sisters It's just, yeah, just
1: weird. A, few, yeah. a, few, a few years apart Just a, just <laughs> yeah, a few
0: Just a few <laughs> Oh man um, Alright, so final question for you, Chris mm. Yes So this is this is just kind of one that I usually recycle But um, if you were trapped on a desert island And mm-hmm. you could only take five horror movies with you To watch for the rest of your life mm-hmm. Which ones would you bring with you?
2: Okay.
1: That's it. Um, okay. Um, one would be the original Scream.
2: Good choice. Um,
1: yes. One would be that. Um, okay. Let me think. <laughs> the other would be, okay. Um, maybe I'll do, I'll go kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Revenge. Give, you know, um, Jesse some love. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now I'm three. Candyman, the original. Um, I still remember when I first saw that in high school. I was by myself. And that movie really freaked me the fuck out. Just the... But, like, it wasn't even the um, the Candyman aspect. It was in the original. It was that whole thing of alienation. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That really got me. Yeah. I didn't like it. I, I loved it, but I also didn't like it. So, yeah. you know, if that makes sense. Um, okay. Was that three or was that four? Yep. That was... No, that was three. Okay. So last two. Hmm. <laughs> um I'll do Knife and Heart. Have you seen this one yet?
0: Never even heard of it.
1: You really need to. Um it came out a few years ago now. Um maybe 2019, maybe. Um it was it's a French film, but it's a giallo. I think that's what you're saying. The <laughs> Italian slasher stuff, which I think actually has elements in Valentine um but it's completely based in the like b-grade porn gay porn industry in the in the 70s what yeah it's really it's yeah it has all these really cool elements of the slasher jallo, but then it has it puts it right into a queer setting um okay it's awesome and it has a great score by m83 i think um oh i've heard of them yeah yeah so, definitely. And then my last one.
0: Got to love the queer representation in films, especially horror <laughs> yes. films. I love it.
1: <laughs> Please. Um, oh wait. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, let me All just thought... Oh, yes. Okay. I just thought of it. Trick or Treat.
0: Oh, I love that movie. Yep. I love that movie. That is such an underrated film. I do enjoy that one. So good. Yeah. Good choices. Thank Solid choices. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the <laughs> the normal answers would be like You know, The Shining, Halloween. You know, my The Shining was
1: going to be on the list, but I'm like, no, no, like that's like such an easy one.
0: Yeah, yeah, Trick or Treat is a good one. I was not expecting you to say Trick or Treat, so that was full of surprises. (laughs) So So, that was uh, yeah, that was the question lightning round. So, good job, nice job. I liked your questions too. You brought a lot of good questions to the table. It makes
1: makes me feel a lot better.
0: (laughs) Good, good. Lots of good conversations here today. So we are going to be talking about the 2001 film Valentine, and I have the um, <laughs> IMDb synopsis up right here. It says five women are stalked by an unknown assailant while preparing for Valentine's Day. That is like literally the most boring, basic synopsis you could think of. But I mean, got it the movie if- made yeah you know it doesn't get much away so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true
0: <laughs> but gotcha, i have then. some um i wanted to write down some of the cast and crew and if there's anybody that i missed let me know chris because i don't know okay. um if you wrote down anybody that you thought of uh from this film i just kind of wrote down the people that are in it the most so mm-hmm. um first of all it was directed by jamie blanks and he's known for um also another great slasher called urban legend which yes fucking love that movie such a good slasher so I, i've in my opinion so underrated as well I agree. Um, and he hasn't done a whole lot of directing stuff he's done more composer type stuff than directing from what i saw um and that's really all i wrote down that he's done is urban legend because that's the only one i know yeah <laughs> that's the only other one i know of, aside from this which film. you know
1: it's interesting that that's what he did before mm-hmm. um valentine because i feel like it almost seems like the other way around.
2: Yeah. I think
1: Valentine could have used some more of that creative juice and and stylistic flourishes that were in Urban Legends. Because right see. off the top of my head, the opening in Urban Legends is awesome and crazy.
2: Yeah,
1: and it has weather. You know, I always love some good bad weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the chase scene um, from the radio station.
0: Oh, with Terry through.
1: Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is that Tara Reid. Yeah good for her i didn't even realize she was in that i forgot
0: yeah she plays. she plays the radio host in that okay and she, i think she's great in it i think it's her it's my favorite role of hers to be honest Well, where do you think
1: how do you think she got the uh the resume for uh, sharknado you know
0: <laughs> exactly gotta <laughs> gotta get somewhere gotta start somewhere i guess <laughs> but uh denise richards plays Paige, and i i love denise richards i think she's gorgeous like she's one of those like um classic beauties like back in like the 90s she was like gorgeous like Is she in
1: like some cult classics or something i don't think i ever yes. watched her
0: okay yeah, can so you tell? She, yeah so she's in tammy and the t-rex that came out in 1994 um <laughs> gotcha. yeah uh starship starship troopers that came out in 97 and then she's in wild things with Nev campbell from
1: 1998 oh, yes okay
0: Um, And then she's in my personal favorite film of hers, Drop Dead Gorgeous, that came out in 1999. I don't know if you've seen that one, Chris.
1: I've heard, I only heard the Wild Things and the Drop Dead Gorgeous, but I haven't seen any of them, surprisingly. Both
0: good good films, I would recommend them both. Okay. Yeah, they're both really good. Um, Drop Dead Gorgeous, oh my god, I don't even want to get into that movie, that's an entire (laughs) podcast episode in itself. Um, So we'll move right along, but she's in Scary, she plays a part in Scary Movie 3 she plays like a small part she's the farmer's wife when she gets pinned up against the tree by the truck do you remember that scene
1: with charlie sheen
0: yeah yeah when she's like no sex no sex do you remember that oh my god i don't even (laughs)
1: oh my god i guess i didn't know who she was at the time that's why i never like i didn't put it together
0: yeah, that's no, that, so funny <laughs> yeah that's her in that film she's in the yeah she's in the beginning of or not the beginning but she's in that one scene where she gets yeah, yeah. hit by the tr- yeah pinned against the tree uh she was in 18 episodes of blue mountain state which is a show i never watched but i saw a bunch of previews for Same. um and then the most recent thing that i've seen her in is uh well i haven't seen her in it but uh glow in darkness it's a 2021 show and she's like in 18 episodes of that oh. so i don't know i'll have to check that out but that's pretty all fun. I have down for her, but she's she's in a lot of pretty well-known things, I would say, for the most part. Okay. I mean, she doesn't have, like, a huge resume of stuff that she's yeah. done, but um, mostly just, like, small things, but uh, David Borneas, I think that's how you say his name, Ori Brianna's something. Yeah, Boreanaz, I think, or something. Yeah. Uh, he plays Adam, and he's mostly just known for, like, his TV stuff, so Buffy the Vampire Slayer being, like, his probably most, you know, notable role 58 yeah. episodes of that uh he's an angel he's in 111 episodes of angel and then
1: he's bones. angel i think yeah see yeah. i haven't seen this but i kind of pieced it together
0: yeah <laughs> you know when i was
1: watching it i'm like okay so i kind of know some history and like pop culture and all that stuff i'm like okay i'm doing good i'm doing good
0: you're doing you were you were catching right along yes. you are yep and then he's in bones which is yes. Uh, 240 episodes of that, and I think that show's still going, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, I
1: don't think so, actually. I think it... I don't think... So I think it was one of those shows where I would always watch something that came after it. Mm-hmm. So I would always catch, like, bits of it, and it seemed interesting, but I never watched it.
0: Gotcha. So, you know,
1: it could be that it's still going on. I don't think I don't think it is. Though. I think it's one of those shows that ended already, but it could be because I don't have any uh, live cable anymore, so... Oh, you know w- what a world, you know, twenty twenty one,
0: Right. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, that's all I have down for him is those three things. Cause, mm. like, other aside from this movie, I haven't, I don't really know him from anything else. So mostly just TV stuff. And then Marley Shelton, she's in quite a few things that I wrote down. Um, I never realized until today actually that she's never been kissed. She's one of the popular girls, like, she's one of the bitchy popular girls that Drew Barrymore, uh, becomes friends with. But I never realized that that was her until i looked up her imdb i
1: don't think i realized i don't think so either and i don't think i saw the movie (laughs) um (laughs) good but i'm glad you know i'm glad these people have have been getting roles you know it's it's it really just warms me
0: i know because you get some of those people that are in like one movie and that's it and it's like oh that's sad you know but she's in uh (laughs) she's in bubble boy that came out in 2001 I remember that movie pretty well that was in one of the movies i grew up with as a child for some weird reason that's with jay gillenall right yeah yeah okay uh death proof and planet terror both came out Hmm. in 2007 i don't know if those are the same film
1: i think it was one of those um
0: anthology type things or no
1: no no. it was it was a double feature and it was with Uh, tarantino and robert rodriguez they were doing like oh, okay. some like grindhouse there was just a grindhouse double feature
0: gotcha yeah that, okay that makes a lot of sense um a perfect getaway came out in 2009 uh scream 4 obviously and yeah. then she's going to be in the new scream that's going to be coming out next year so okay good very cool and then jessica capshaw who plays dorothy uh yeah. the one thing i know her from is Grey's anatomy because she's in 24 episodes of that and she's great in that show i love her in that show
1: it really took me by surprise watching this film to see two people from Grey's Anatomy. I was a little, it, it was a bit off. It was funny because Grey's Anatomy came way after this, yeah. but just seeing the two in it, it was really weird. <laughs> I felt like it was like almost like an act, like they were just like doing an exercise for like when they got onto like the the prime time.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it is weird to to uh, see a couple of uh what's the word Grey's Anatomy alumni in mm-hmm. this film. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's what I know her from. She's also in Minority Report, which is also a movie that I know her from. And then she's mm. in, uh, oh, what is that film called with Emma Roberts? Holiday, I think. It just came out in... Oh, yeah. Holiday. Holiday. Oh, Holiday. Yeah. Holidate. Holidate. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I just recently watched that movie not too long ago. I don't know. It was okay. Not my favorite, but <laughs> that's I, I honestly watched it for Emma Roberts. That's really all I watched it for is because I love Emma Roberts, but... I'm the kind of person that like if I love somebody enough, I'll watch whatever they're in, even if it's, I get that garbage. <laughs> but um, Jessica Caffiel Cofa- as Lily, and she's she's not in a whole lot that I know of either. Um, Urban Legends Final Cut, she's in that. Uh, she's in Legally Blonde one and two, and then I know her huh. from White Chicks. That's where I know her from. White Chicks. <laughs> she's the she's the redhead one i think in that in that movie yeah uh and then Catherine heigl obviously as shelly and she's in a lot of stuff uh i didn't write down everything that she's in (laughs) because that would have taken an entire page but uh she's in bride of chucky uh the ringer knocked up 27 dresses the ugly truth she's in 120 episodes of *Grey's anatomy She's in Killers and Life as We Know It. And those are the only ones that I put down of her. But I also read somewhere that she hates this movie. Like she
1: she uh She's not even in it. Why why the hell is she getting all upset? I
0: don't know. She like she only I guess she only read her part of the script. Like she only read her part and she well, never that's read what the rest you get, of the- yeah. <laughs> yeah, she I guess she she like has outwardly stated that she hates this film and she regrets being in it. <sighs> so I don't know. But there's there's a lot of um, controversy behind her because I feel like a yeah. lot of people don't.
1: Well, you know what's interesting? Um, talking about Grey's Anatomy, I really it was never my um, interest to watch it. My sister started binge watching the entire thing mm-hmm. um, over the summer during lockdown and all that stuff. So I grabbed. I gradually just came in watched. And it, it it is a pretty good show. I gotta admit. Like definitely, there's um some episodes that are not the best, but like a lot of times it's it's like a soap opera. It's like a melodrama. It's like it's it's actually pretty interesting. Um, now what was I gonna say? I completely forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, um, and so I also, you know, obviously was growing up when the show was big when it was on TV, mm-hmm. and so I had heard all the different kind of stuff that was happening when it was uh like catherine hegel saying like saying like whatever this what that but you know it's interesting that she had said that she doesn't like valentine i don't think she you know as much as i'm like oh please catherine you know i think she's just outspoken in that way you know i don't think she means it um in like like a harsh criticism or anything like that you know i don't think she We'll tear it down or whatever especially also because she was in she was only in like the freaking opening but it was a similar issue with Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. with like the Emmys or whatever I just think that's her personality um
0: yeah yeah and I I totally agree with that like I don't have an issue with her like I think yeah. Katherine Heigl is a fantastic actress um I think
1: which is she, why I was I, I think she should have survived <laughs> I, I think agree. I don't think that opening or at the very least I definitely think the backstory in this film in valentine's day not valentine's day in valentine um i think the backstory should have been more filtered through you know i agree
0: yeah i think the momentum
1: should have been like right away with that opening in the morgue
0: yeah i think so too i totally agree with that no yeah i totally agree and i don't as far as her like interpretation or people's interpretation of her in hollywood like I don't know because it's like i had a excellent discussion about this with my um two friends from two chicks and a horror flick we just did jennifer's body Mm. and we talked about how like back when that movie was being made like uh megan fox had like this like uh people were saying that she was difficult to work with and that she was a bitch and stuff like this and only years later did it come out that she like she really wasn't she was just you know going against like this like hyper sexualized like idea of herself in hollywood and like because she did that producers or producers and directors were telling people that she was difficult to work with because she didn't want to like you know do some of the stuff that they wanted her to do yeah so michael bay like, has won- something to do with that, right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah. i wonder i wonder if Catherine heigl is the same like i just feel like she's i
1: kinda, wouldn't be surprised
0: yeah because like, like you said she's just very outspoken and i don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that i think that people people just have a hard time dealing with opinions that aren't theirs i guess (laughs) like if somebody like if somebody doesn't like something like people have a hard time with that i don't know but
1: although in this instance i I do got to say like you're only in the opening because she really was only in the opening i think Mm -hmm. yep yeah so please i mean just like in this one instance like i don't know um yeah i don't know i was in there i was just gonna
0: (laughs) no you're good yeah. Did you have
1: a did you have another thought? I guess just like I also completely forgot she was in Brides Bride of Chucky. Um now I remember that. Um, you know, she can act. So I think this film could have instead of trying the the surprise opening, like like mm-hmm. the scream opening yeah. that was kind of like the, the in or whatever, um, I think it would have benefited the film more if she was like in the cast for like a duration of the film.
0: Yeah like even um, if she did die later on at least like yeah i don't know i just feel like her character i think it would have helped
1: was... elevate the film just a little bit or something like
0: that i agree cuz you get some of the other characters in this film and they're not as memorable
1: well i was like like i had said earlier i was a little confused as to who the main character was cuz there are i think what is it after she dies there's four and three of them have blonde hair and they're white they're all white and so i was I, <laughs> I wasn't sure who was who. I kept getting confused. Yeah. And then eventually they started dying. I'm like, okay, now I kind of realize the trajectory <laughs> of you know what's happening. But um and then then obviously um what's Shelton's character? Kate. Yeah. Yeah. Um then I started to realize, you know, that she was the final girl or whatnot. But for like it was, it was weird because for me it was such a formal formulaic script hit its beats that i wanted to mm-hmm. that it was surprising that where it was confusing was with the cast like with the characters yeah because for me it would have made a more interesting film if we if they were more individualized
0: i agree i mean any
1: film would have been obvious any film needs that but for me for this one uh for a slasher you know where it's that like kind of you know the the setup and then the kill it at least would have giving me something to latch on to, to be invested in the story.
0: I agree. I think, I think definitely think this story could have benefited to having more of a, um, a clear idea of who these characters are, because I just kind of feel like you're thrown into this and you're like, okay, so this is Paige, this is, you know, Kate, this is so-and-so. It's just, it, it kind of gets a little bit muddled, I, I think. Yeah. So I, I I completely agree Like, I think I I understand why you were confused at first. You're like, okay, who's who here? And like, I love Mary Shelton. Don't get me wrong. Like everything that I've seen her in, she's pretty good. But in this film, she just doesn't do it for me. Like she's Mm. not, she's not. And I, I, I say that with everybody in this film. I feel like there's a lot of just like boring characters in this film that really don't. I don't know. I think that the most memorable character for me is obviously Paige played by yeah. denise richards like she can't I imagine think, why <laughs> you know i mean i think she's the one that brings the most to this to this film in my opinion aside from Catherine heigl but i just well you like know
1: I, was... I think she knows what she i think um what was it, De- denise richards right i think yeah she knows the type of material she's doing i think it's like one of those things where like if, or at the very least her character is written the way that you know it's we already know who she is she's like the the promiscuous one or whatever but what was odd i thought was like by the end um the character dorothy she's supposed to like kind of have this monologue or whatever about um how each of the five of those women um are like a cliche mm-hmm like there's like the fat one, which was Dorothy, but then she got trimmed or whatever. There was like the pretty one, the smart one. I didn't realize. I, I it, maybe because I, I don't know. I didn't realize that's what the film was trying to go for. And I think
2: yeah. if
1: they at least went in that way, it may, it wouldn't have been terrific either. But <laughs> it would have been at least more identifying as to who you're watching on screen.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just like you, you're not sure who you're. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, you're not sure who you're supposed to root for in this film. It's very, yeah, which is,
1: which is fine. Honestly, actually, I know exactly who I was supposed to root for, at least for me, and just the killer, because <laughs> that opening scene, even though, like I said, I don't think the opening scene should have been there, but the background of the 1980s middle school mm-hmm. uh, Valentine's Day dance, where this poor kid, you know, tries to just dance with someone. And obviously, he's completely assaulted and humiliated and it doesn't and it leads to where you know the film takes up um first of all you know i'm glad the chaperones are not you know anywhere in sight you know i'm glad that it's a middle school i mean we're not even talking about like high school but like middle school you know i'm glad that they're somewhere else you know drinking the, the punch um and it's so brutal that mm-hmm. i was like you know what i kind of know the killer is probably going to be this grown-up kid yeah and i'm okay with that i said however maybe what could have been interesting too is if they brought back those douches that beat them up
0: yeah i would love to see them get theirs too
1: i mean (laughs) you never
0: but you never see that you only see him go after the girls and it's like okay i'm sorry the girls all the girls did was reject you like i don't understand why they deserve to be brutally murdered fucking go after the guys that beat your ass and basically ripped your clothes off in front of everyone at school why don't why don't they get (laughs) why don't they now also
1: i'm like okay well maybe i shouldn't have been rooting for the villain (laughs) but um yeah that that is true
0: well it's kind of hard not to when some of these characters are really unlikable
1: well you know what's interesting well that is it i think it but also something i realized a lot of these slasher films at least the ones especially from the 80s they always have like these really awful backgrounds where like someone's been traumatized or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, Kissing Horror hasn't always been terrific with mental illness or with dealing with trauma. Obviously it means after this has happened to you, you grow up to become a methodical uh, slasher with the whole MO. Um, So it's interesting to see that, you know, sometimes the killer definitely has like, you can kind of understand exactly why they're doing what they're doing. and so, when you don't have any characters to kind of latch onto, like of interest, you know, of the victims or of the, the the main cast, then I mean, that's when you get get left with the killer. And even the killer, though, um, the even for this film, Valentine, I think it would have been interesting if they, at the film stuck with like the arrows or something like that as a weapon, mm-hmm. rather than kind of it was pretty much like. Different each time, which yeah, that's that's cool. But yeah, arrow would have really worked with the the symbolism. And it just would have been kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. But I also I also, like you said, I also really like the I think this film, what this film has to offer, in my opinion, is a lot of like interesting kills. Like especially with that opening scene with um Catherine Heigel's character, Shelly. I love that whole opening scene. Like I have I love the whole morgue scene. I think that scene was really cool um because like you get like when she goes out um she hears a noise because she's working on that like that cadaver or whatever yeah and so she goes out because she hears a noise out there and um you get that like nice little jump scare in the locker room with the one guy and then she finds that valentine day valentine's day card in her locker and it's like basically like one of those little uh how do you explain it you open up the card and it like moves yeah and it's, like, like
2: basically...
1: A, what is that? One of, like, those storybooks. Like, the, uh, the pop-out.
0: Yeah, the pop-out. Yeah, And so, like, it's, like, basically of her getting her throat slit. And so she's, like, what the fuck? So then she goes back in and then you realize that the body that she's going to work on, it, like, moves and then she, like, freaks out. And then that's when you get, like, the whole chase scene with her and the killer. And, and I wanted to ask you, what do you think about this killer's look? Do you like it or no?
1: I mean... I think for you know dealing with valentine's day i think it does sort of work because it's a, it's a cherub right it's like the cherub mask and all that stuff yeah. but that's basically it because there's just the mask um and then also like the fact that the killer um has a bloody nose that kind of filters through the mask um it was okay like i said i think if it was a little more defined the killer would have been pretty cool yeah because th- th- that's why so like sometimes I might have been just rooting for the killer because I have no idea who the hell I'm caring for. Or then, you know, at least, you know, the women are fighting back to some extent. So then maybe, yeah, okay, let's see that happen. Um, But then the film really doesn't know which one like should hold the interest. So without really a well-defined killer and without a really well-defined kind of cast, you're kind of left with, I guess, just let's see what happens in the next scene. Um, As for the opening scene though, I don't think I would have survived because for, for a good, for a hot minute, I was like, you know what? Hiding in the morgue bag probably was a good idea. And then he starts stabbing and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. That probably would not have been a good idea. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I would have survived that opening scene.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would have either. I don't see, I don't know if I would have the the balls to hide inside the morgue with, mm-mm, I don't know, like inside of one of those body bags, but like, I, I do love that scene because I love when he comes in and he like, you know you see like the the room and it's just covered with like bodies in body bags yeah. on like tables which to me doesn't seem very realistic because wouldn't those bodies need to be in like a freezer
1: that or is true that, is i that, guess or we is just that just whole a...
0: room or is that whole room just a freezer i don't know
1: i don't know i don't think it, i i think that was just a little hiccup
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i
1: don't think you i don't think it was cold in that room that is true
0: yeah because i was thinking to myself i was like um why would all those bodies be out like that especially in body bags don't they need to be like put in freezers i mean shelly's got her work cut out for her apparently (laughs) because she's the only one that's working at this place tonight so she must have you know all these bodies that she's gotta freaking put away in cold storage or something but that was one thing that i was kind of like if that that tickles your fancy then i guess you know spend a night in a morgue with a dead body cool yeah But no, I, I do really like how this scene plays out because like when he comes in, he starts stabbing all the, you know, the body bags, you're like, oh shit. And then he like opens up hers and then he basically just like slits her throat. Yeah. And then you get like the shot of him like walking out and you get like the blood like coming down into little the little tray thing. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Um and then it cuts to like the whole like funeral scene. Or no no no, it cuts to Paige and Kate and they're like on the speed dating thing, right? Yes such a weird scene
1: <laughs> well you know it's interesting like thinking back on the film um i did like that it was basically just like an all-female cast i mean it, it they're the men in this film are pretty much trash like yeah. them all of them are um even if it maybe doesn't really work like the the, the lead detective that comes into the film he ends up being like um a just like this creep, yeah, this horny bastard, and I don't know if that. I think maybe that kind of was just like put. It almost felt like it was just put in. And if it, had, it, it should have worked. I mean, it. Maybe if there's a lead up or something like that. I mean, I think the thing is what I found about this film because I had never seen it before. I watched it um, for this. I'd always heard about it, but I'd never seen it. And having seen it now, there's just a lot of elements that i think work but then also another a bunch that just don't and I, it's interesting cuz it could have been a much better film if they had stuck with this or with that you know whether or not they kind of stuck with um more creative kills um more stylistic i mean cuz the director he was the one that did um urban legends yeah. and most of them were if not creative are pretty stylistic you know dealing with like the, the legends mm-hmm. so really the only one that stuck in my mind when i was watching the film was um not pete it was lily it, in the um the gallery yeah. like the valentine's day themed men slash woman gallery whatever mm-hmm. but it happened so quick like they're really it's just like she walked in after leaving whatever she walks into uh like a a, a dead end and then she gets shot and there's like no like suspenseful lead up to it like it's just For that, I would have appreciated like a little more of a a slow burn into that. I mean, just, it it was such a cool scene and it just was over like that. I'm like, "Eh, a little more of that could have been, could have done wonders.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I think, I think as much as these kills in this film are creative, I think they're also kind of just like, I don't know, like they were just like, oh, this would be cool, let's do this. And then they just like, (laughs) they, they didn't, I don't think they took enough time to like lead up to you know, that kind of stuff. I feel like Paige's scene is pretty uh, suspenseful though, because you get, like, the whole, like, kind of slow build-up to hers, but...
1: Yeah, also it's horrifying. I wouldn't... (laughs) I would never want to be trapped like that in Autumn. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that definitely... I would agree it worked.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then... Well, and I love how... I love how all of them keep getting, like, before they die, like, they all keep getting, like, cards or or Lily gets, like, the chocolates that have the maggots in them, and it's like like she actually like takes a bite of it and there's like maggots in her mouth and then it's like gross (laughs) that would be so disgusting and like i just like how um i just feel like this film could have benefited more from a better like a more i don't know a more you know what's
1: interesting is that like it this it comes after all the slashers and also the scream revival Mm mm-hmm so it's kind of weird because it's early 2000s um it comes out you know with all the history behind it um and it doesn't really stick its landing in any of those two which isn't bad but you know like i said like with a slasher usually there's a pretty standard um formula yeah formula there's standard plot where you kind of know where you're getting into but it's more so how they do it, yeah, in a way, in in some way, in like the better slasher films. um So yeah, I thought I, I, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was, you know, I guess I'm just a little confused as to what went wrong with the film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there, well, and you when you were talking about the art gallery scene with Lily, there was a part of that scene that I really wanted to bring up when I watched this on the most recent watch. It was like what the fuck is up with that guy? Because there's that scene at the beginning. Excuse me. There's that scene at the beginning with Catherine Heigl where she goes on that date with that guy. Mm -hmm. And he's so fucking weird. And he, like, keeps talking about himself in the third person. Like, he's like, ew, he's so fucking weird. And he's not even cute either. Like, he's just creepy looking. (laughs) And then And then they see him again, the same guy at the art gallery. And then he, like, he's, like, smiling at them. He's smiling at Paige and, I think, Kate. And then as soon as they go to walk up to him, he, like, gives them, like, a weird look and then just walks off and then you never see him again. And it's like
1: that was probably supposed to be a red herring, but I didn't even realize that was him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I get that it could have been a red herring, but it's like they don't do anything with it after that. It's yeah. like okay, like maybe they could have had a scene where they bring him in for questioning or or they talk about him, like seeing him at the the gallery and how he was acting. I don't know, it just seemed like there it was like a plot that they were going for. And then just decided last minute to just not use it. So it's like, you get this weird scene of him just like looking at them and then he just walks away and it's like, okay, that was that was weird, but okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know even remember
1: I, that actually. So that obviously didn't stick in my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just it, uh, like, I noticed it on most recent watch. I was like, what the fuck? Hmm. Like that was random. And then like, I do, I do like the whole scene with Lily though when she, and like, I wanted to ask you, what is your opinion about this art gallery? Cause it's so weird, right?
1: Well, honestly, you know, I lived in the city for a bit. It's not that odd. <laughs> um, I, I've i experienced um, plenty of stuff similar and even beyond. However, visually, I thought it was fascinating, um, you know, because it touches upon like the idea of, like, you know, this douche, you know, gallery artist or whatever the hell he is. The fact like, men, you go that way, women, you go down there. And it's like, what is it for the women or for whoever it was like all just like kind of repeated verses on lips or eyes or hands or whatever mm-hmm. um it was interesting you know visually yeah. i thought it was interesting which is why i think being stuck in that place with lily more
0: would Would've have been cool
1: benefit yeah so she you know i love a good chase sequence i really do um and it just kind of happened out of nowhere she just gets shot with the arrow
0: yeah, which which I kind of like because it's like kind of unexpected. Like you're not expecting it because it just kind of like all of a sudden just happens. But I do I do agree with you that I think there could have been a little bit more lead up before that. Yeah, like maybe she got wounded,
1: but she didn't like just get hit like in the gut or whatever. You know? yeah,
0: like maybe she's maybe she's being chased through this, uh you know, this maze by the guy. I think that would have been cooler. And you know how like some of the walls, like I feel like some of the walls go up or something like that, and some of them go down. Like maybe mm. she like it's just like this big confusing, like she's stuck in like this maze and she's being chased. And then all of a sudden like a wall goes up and he's there and then he- Well, I
1: think the killer does that. I think that's what the killer does to like trap her in, which is, that was cool because I was confused too. Like, she's like where the hell are you gonna like leave? There's no exit. Yeah. So it does work. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I do like the deaths in the scene. I just, or in this movie, I just think they could have been more thought out. More planned because I think they were. I think they were more concerned about having creative kills and not the lead up to the kill. I don't know because then you get that like there's just some characters in this film that I'm like, why are they in this film? Like the like the creepy neighbor for example. Like why? Like he doesn't even need to be in there. I think they just needed to pad the runtime with another kill, like another random kill. So for some reason, like he's in. Well, he's in Kate's apartment because he's like creepy as fuck and he's like sniffing her underwear or something and then the killer comes in and like basically bashes him with the the um the clothes iron or whatever yeah yeah which which i think was kind of a cool death too but it was like why like it's just like it's a character we don't even fucking care about and then you never see him again
2: well because he's dead
0: (laughs) no 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 i know but like you never like his his body never yeah that's true shows up anywhere like it's 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 almost like that death was just kind of like thrown in there just for like to pad the runtime or add an extra death in there because it wasn't like they didn't know where to take it from point A to point B, but like, I don't know, like I like the, I do, I do like the death scenes. I do like some of the characters, but this overall, I just feel like this film could have been more polished, but.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I, having watched it, it definitely, there's supposed to be like the divide, like the, the main women obviously have, you know, secrets or whatever. Although, Really, I mean, if you want to call it a secret, you know, with what happened, it, it really isn't a secret, you know, except the one Dorothy who said something that wasn't true in the past and then it kind of comes back to bite in the ass. But even then, mm-hmm. is that a really good secret? But then the men are all just trash, you know, They all, or at least they all have issues yeah um and so it's not like you're invested in them Mm -hmm. so it's kind of an odd film although for like a valentine's day film it is definitely not romantic um which probably was something that was going on in the film i mean like it definitely toys with the idea i mean any kind of horror valentine's day film i'm sure won't be necessarily uh lovey-dovey yeah
0: Um, yeah I, <laughs> i'm trying to think what do you mean what do you mean not a romantic film like you don't want to be chased <laughs> around by a killer in a cherub mask
1: i mean people have their uh kinks i'm sure but i don't know
0: yeah maybe some of these women like to be chased around half naked that's you know? that's true yeah no. <laughs> but um yeah i know i speaking of like deaths in this film i do really like Paige's death though i think that's my i think that's the most memorable death in this film because she's like in the hot tub and she's just chilling because they're at this valentine's day party and she just got done she just got done like basically it's kind of a weird scene because she she meets up with one of the guys that she met on the blind date thing or whatever and so she takes him upstairs and and here's here's the thing i don't understand about her character because sometimes she like she, she knows how sexy she is. She knows this and she knows that. But sometimes it seems like she gets like offended when people like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, because isn't there something that he says when they're in the bedroom together? that kind well, of? Well, no, she,
1: he just acts like an ass and he wants her to like give him, to suck him. And she doesn't want to do that. <laughs> so she ends up, I also, the morality in the scene, I wasn't really, I was a little confused. And also whatever happened to this character, but she ties him, she ties him, you know, Arms, legs to the bedpost, and then she pours hot wax on his dick, and then she leaves. And by the end of the film, though, it's still in this house.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And we never see this guy again. <laughs> and we don't really get any kind of inkling that he was able to untie himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'd be kind of funny as if at the end, it's like, you know, they have like this resolve, and then, you know, when the whole twist at the end comes. Just to like break the tension, it's just like you hear him in somewhere in the house, like, um, can somebody help me tie to the bed here? <laughs> and then that's just how the movie ends. I don't know. <laughs> Cause it's just, you're, you're right. It is really weird that she just like, she ties him to the bed, you know, and then she pours the wax and then she leaves. But then, it's yeah. like, okay, we're happened? not
1: really supposed to care about him, or yeah, but
0: like maybe, like maybe, you know, when Kate's being chased by the killer, maybe she could have walked out. on like his mutilated body or, or something like on the bed like we could have they could have done something with it like he didn't have to be killed on screen but you could have seen like an aftermath of it or something i don't know it's just weird yeah. like there's it seems like this movie like follows like a lot of like little subplots like m- little mini subplots but they don't like have a resolution at the end like that weird guy at the fucking gallery like yeah or or this guy that's tied to pa- the bed with page like it's just it's just like there's these little things that they don't even bother with like explaining i mean
1: maybe it's supposed to kind of be like a little character moment for her for Paige, like yeah. that she takes no shit but even then i'm like bad we don't need we maybe we could use more of this like in all the characters like just more something to like kind of boost up each of the each of the women
0: i agree because i think Mm -hmm. i honestly think denise richards is the most memorable in this film like she's the one that i actually root for the most so like when she does die i'm like kind of sad about it i'm like oh i kind of liked her character like i don't know like i she's she's probably my favorite character in the whole film honestly like and i can see yeah and like back to her back to her hot tub scene like she's just chilling in the hot tub and like she you know she gets that there's that rose that's on the other side so she goes to it and then she like gets or she goes to go back in and like the killer grabs her and then throws her in and like this hot tub has like a plexiglass like top or something i've never seen a hot tub that has like a clear plexiglass top i don't know about you have you seen one like that
1: um in the film i did but elsewhere no usually it's like the the sturdy ones but you know i mean (laughs) you really can't do a suspenseful scene obviously with like that's true a solid thing True that. I mean, you could actually, but that would be a different type of uh, <laughs> that would be a different type of suspenseful scene, I
0: suppose. Yeah. Yeah, but she's like under there and he like takes a power drill and he's like drilling like holes inside the plexiglass. Yeah. And I I took it as like he was trying to like lure her to these holes so that she could breathe so that he could like, because every time she goes to try to go to the, one of the holes, he like drills down again. And then he gets her mm. Ooh, like this part makes me cringe because he hits her in the shoulder. Like he gets her with really good in the shoulder and then i think i think the scene could have been i don't know i'm not i'm not a fan of how he ends up killing her because he like yeah, spends all this time trying to like kill her like through the thing and then he just throws the drill in and electrocutes her yeah. and i'm like that's it i mean okay i guess like so it's you the one time all gone. This, yeah so you did all this lead up for nothing just for you to like throw the drill in and just kill her quickly okay i mean i guess <laughs> i guess that works and then like i think i think the thing that most confuses me about this film is like the end of this film like when you find out that uh um oh well speaking of death scenes i really also like the scene like cuz we were talking about how like there's a lot of scenes in this film that have like absolutely no lead up but i love the scene with the one girl that's uh
2: mm.
0: i forget his name dorothy's boyfriend's ex-girlfriend yeah she's the one that's to the trying house. to get all the the money trying to get all the money
1: back or something like that
0: yeah, yeah, and she comes to the house, and then she ends up, like, witnessing, like, the killer, I think the killer's, like, dragging the maid's body out of the closet or something, yeah. and so, like, that whole chase scene is really well done, I like, I enjoy that one a lot, so, like, when she's, like, in the little sauna, and she's mm. hiding, she's hiding underneath the, the bench, and the, and, like, you get that scene where he, like, comes and looks through the little glass door, and then he walks away, but then he comes back again, I like that whole scene.
1: See, That's- once you're in a hiding place, and you can see out like because it's uh, it's it's like was she in a closet in the sauna? it was like something in the sauna. no i
0: think she's underneath like where you sit i think she's underneath like one of the benches
1: don't Uh, move right just i know you see an exit but if you don't see the killer just don't just just enjoy the time a little bit i mean
2: yeah
1: i I wouldn't see i don't know if i would survive in a horror film because either i would hide in the wrong place or i would hide (laughs) and but then, then maybe move. that also yeah for me that also wouldn't be good i don't know i probably i think i did really good on it i think i did one of those like tests though like the buzzfeed or like whatever random things of like would you survive in like a slasher film i think i would
0: yeah yeah but yeah that's either. like my biggest pet peeve in films like the like the perfect example of that is in prom night uh the remake when uh donna the black the mm. chicks character she's like hiding under in that like construction like that um construction part of the hotel and it's like just wait don't move fucking stay there like if it were me I'd stay there as long as it took until I felt like safe because it's like the killer's not going to sit there and wait forever or maybe he will I don't fucking know but like somebody's bound to come eventually so just wait I don't know so like that I don't know but I, I do like the way this scene is filmed I like the way it's shot I think it's very suspenseful and then like I like the way her like the way her death is too like when she gets thrown through the shower and then he like impales her through the head with the glass yeah yeah. (laughs) but uh yeah aside from that scene like I wanted to get to the ending because I thought it was kind of confusing like because I and I have a couple of theories with this so like I get confused because this is another thing that I'm like I don't think they planned this out very well I think this it to me it feels like a rushed last minute like attempt to you know to wrap this whole thing up in a nice little bow or whatever, but you mm-hmm. get the scene where where Kate's being chased around, you know, and then yeah. she ends up shooting the killer, yeah. and then you find out that the ki- the person that's in the mask and the hoodie is Dorothy. Yeah, but it's like if if this is a setup because you find out after that, like she, you know, she gets she gets reunited with the boyfriend mm-hmm. with, and then they're hugging, and then you see you find out that he's got the bloody nose like he like drips the blood and you find out that oh shit like he's jeremy melton like yeah you come to that conclusion but it's like okay if he's the killer then why was dorothy in the costume and why didn't she just say anything
1: well the first part i kind of figured was that he did that to frame her and well, then yeah. yeah then the other part about why she didn't say anything because that would ruin the plot twist <laughs> that's the same reason and i <laughs> Don't even get me started. I'm not, I'm only going to go a little bit. I'm not going to go too far because I'm going to get yeah. real pissed. That's <laughs> why it doesn't make sense for Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection, mm-hmm. where the whole thing is um, a regular person has on the killer's outfit, but they're not saying anything or they're not doing any type of motion or they're doing nothing to reveal that they're not the killer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, in this instance, she, all she does is sh- sit up. But like, yeah, I do, I do get you're trying to get to yeah
0: Yeah. well and then my other my other my other theory was that maybe she was in on it with him like maybe they were working together which would be a very interesting i feel like that would have been interesting to have like two killers
1: yeah but that that feels like (laughs) scream if if that no
2: No, it, it
1: could have been interesting but there's no context for me to even see that well, like for me it would be one of those things where like the director could say, "Oh, read the tie-in novelization and you'll get like the mm-hmm. big picture." No, no, no. you got to put it on screen. If it's if there's no evidence on screen, then that's not possible. Right. I, I hate when they try to like it, they didn't even do it in this, but I'm just saying in general like all these oh, whatever whenever they try to say like got to look elsewhere for like um plot points or character development or whatever. No, you got to put it on the screen. It's a movie. Yeah. They're separate entities, books, graphic novels, movies. Yeah, that was my little dramatic uh, spiel. I do apologize. <laughs> no, but
2: good. But I, I
1: think it would have been an interesting twist. But I personally saw the film just as like that, spoiler that Adam is the killer because of the <laughs> bloody nose and that he just dressed Dorothy up to frame her so then he could have Kate to himself. Although, yeah. you know, to show that the film follows these women, but doesn't really invest in them, you're telling me after you've been through all that, you're not going to freak out when you feel something drop on your face, and it's right, also blood?
0: because that's so weird, because she's like, literally, she's sitting there hugging him, and then, she, yeah. you know, you see the drop fall, and she doesn't even, like, react, and it's no. like,
1: It's okay. like a, it's like an ending image, it's cool. But in the context of these characters and just like in general no it does make sense
0: (laughs) there's a lot in this film that doesn't make sense that specifically that little like thing with dorothy it's like i don't i don't i i've watched this film on multiple occasions and i still don't i don't know maybe i'm missing something subtle maybe i really need to like pay attention when i watch this movie next time maybe there's something that like i missed but it just doesn't seem like there is a I don't know, a, a, a strong point or not a strong point, but like a strong direction in where, like, where, why would Dorothy be in the costume? Like, why would Dorothy be wearing the mask? Like, why would it just, it feels weird to me.
1: I think the whole point is that the killer's plan was to frame her because she was the one that ended up leading to when as a kid, he got beat up and all that stuff
0: yeah and i told and i totally get that i i do like that aspect but it's just like why it's no, a good question it, you
1: know i'm not yeah it, it definitely makes sense
0: it's like why wouldn't she just call out and be like hey it's not me i'm not yeah. the killer or or something or i don't fucking know it's just yeah. it, it doesn't make sense to me and that oh that's always irked me about this film like just the whole ending part in general i'm just like Ugh, i don't know and then like you said with the whole like the blood falling on her face and she doesn't even react to it. I'm just like, okay, that's not realistic at all, but okay.
1: (laughs) It's the twist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which which is kind of an underwhelming twist in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I don't think the film needed like a plot twist like that, at least not at the literal end. I think it could have, I think, like I said, I think the opening would have been much better if it was the morgue and then the backstory filtered throughout Mm -hmm. so it'd been more like the friends piecing it together kind of figuring out what happened back then Um, not like it was a big thing I mean not like it was a big mystery I mean it was very basic as to what happened um but yeah sorry that's just the garage
0: oh the garage
1: yeah yeah sorry I thought it was
0: (laughs) no I thought it was thunder I thought it was like lightning or something oh that
1: sounds a lot more cooler than actually what it was
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah I don't know I just I like this film for what it is, but there's so many questions that I have when I watch it. So it's like one of those Mm. films that I really like when I watch it. I just have to turn my brain off and not think too much about it because I feel like if I think too much about it, I'm going to sit there and like pick apart everything that's wrong with it. And I'm just like, you know, it's just a fun slasher. Just have fun while you watch this film. And, you know, I feel like if you go into it with that mindset, like this is a film that you can enjoy. But if you go into it with like a more critical mindset, which is what I went into it with the last most recent watch it was just like there were so many things that I was just picking apart like little yeah. by little I was just like okay this doesn't make sense why is this character here why did we need that why did we need you yeah. know but it's like I think when you watch it from just like a less critical eye, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty fun watch I think it's got some memorable kills um you know there's there's a handful of characters that are fun but I don't know aside from that I think it could have been I could I think it could have used some work for sure
1: yeah i mean i, I like a good holiday themed horror film especially a slasher film um yeah. and valentine's day does like it kind of it does really work like it, it does there's something about the day that you can enjoy it with the with the slasher with the slasher setup and all that stuff um maybe we'll just have to wait for the remake and uh see what comes from that you know
0: <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah are they are they making a remake of it
1: no i'm just i was just saying
0: <laughs> i think i think you, you never and I, know at this point I, I think you and i should write a remake for it yes totally there we go let's do yeah. it
1: <laughs> and we'll do like what bloody what my bloody valentine did for the real we'll do it in 3d you know Ooh, really get it going there
0: we go yes you know? <laughs> really jump on that uh 3d bandwagon that <laughs> you've got going on here but no yeah um is there anything else you wanted to discuss with this film because i just kind of wanted to go through like kind of just kind of important stuff with you about this movie i didn't want to do like a scene by scene type of thing but like i Mm. did definitely wanted to like touch on like the points that you know i i thought were important so is there anything else you wanted to like talk about with this film
1: Uh, no not really i don't think i think you kind of pretty much hit on all of them you know i would would agree that you know it's not the best film at all that i've ever seen but it's also not the worst you know yeah so especially if it's just such such as today if it's valentine's day if you want to just put it on yeah sure Yeah. And don't even really try to analyze it too much. But if you do, then I guess you'll get with what you'll find, you know, it's one of those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're just, I I don't know. I just feel like there was so many things that they could have done differently to make it better. But, you know, as we said, it's, it's not the worst slasher film that's out there. I think it, I think it does have certain things to offer. So I think take it as, take it, take it as you will, you know, yes watch this film and, you know, just enjoy it for what it is. And I think, I think you could probably, you know, have a good time with it, but also, you know, (laughs) also there's other slasher films out there that I think are, you know, probably a lot better, but you know how that be. All right, Chris. So if there's nothing else you want to talk about with this film, do you want to get into the ratings part of it? Sounds good to me okay so i have the story rating out of 10 and then the quality rating out of 10 and the story rating um is just basically the plot uh, i guess the script itself like uh and then the quality rating is just like cinematography uh characters acting that kind of thing so gotcha. and then um we'll do the imdb rating after that and whether you think it should be higher or lower than it is um, or if it should be where it's at and okay. then uh, we'll also talk about your favorite scene and your least favorite scene. So do you, would you like to go first with your story rating?
1: Story rating would be, I would say six. Six out of 10? Six out of 10.
0: Okay, that's a, that's then, a pretty high. That's pretty high, actually.
1: Yeah, well, maybe I'm giving them some good credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because it wasn't a bad film, you know? It was... But they could have done, they could have done some stuff, but you know what? It's a slasher. It was, it's very much, it seems like to be like an entry from the 80s type of uh, lineup. So, you know what? Sure. Yeah. And then, yeah. then it's quality, right?
0: Yeah. So the quality is, um, is just, yeah, cinematography, characters, stuff like that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so maybe I'll just do it more like a uh, five.
0: Five out of 10 for quality. Yeah. okay so like half half (laughs) so what's your reasoning for the five out of ten
1: well because from the story um the way i see it is that it kind of you get what you get you know you want like a holiday theme slasher that's pretty much what you get quality though they they could have pushed the story but you know for what it was at least quality, they could have done some, something more, you know, like we talked about, they could have either rearranged the backstory, um, did more with the opening or even, you know, changed who died in the opening, um, mm-hmm. just purely on like Hegel's, uh, acting skills, maybe kind of utilized her elsewhere. So yeah. that sense, maybe it could have that whole thing. Maybe they could have had more fun with it.
0: I agree. Um, Yeah, I totally agree with that. For story rating, I think I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10, just Mm. because, as I said before, when we were discussing it, there were some things that I just felt like they wanted to do with it that they just didn't follow through with like the guy that you know went on that date with Shelly at the beginning and then you see him at the at the art gallery place I thought they were going to do more with that character because they made it seem like they were going to do more with that character and then he just kind of like acts weird walks out of the shot and then you never see him for the rest of the film and it's like okay that was really weird (laughs) and you know there's just certain things like You know like i said with the ending with dorothy and her being like framed for it but like it doesn't make sense (laughs) leading up to her being framed for it like it would make more sense if i don't know if they did something better with the way that it was i don't know um they they just could have done it better so that it was less confusing at the end at least in my opinion um so as far as that goes i think for like story and script i'm gonna give it a five because it still is a really fun film like it's a holiday film obviously yeah but I think they do a really really good job with you know with some of the stuff that they do do in it like with the death some of the deaths are fun some of the deaths are creative yeah totally and so yeah for that I'll I'll give it a five um for quality I'll give it a seven just because I feel like it's a nice looking film like I don't mm-hmm. think it's a I don't think it's a bad looking film. I think they had a pretty high budget on this film too, because I think what I read was it was like 29 million or something. So that's a pretty big budget for mm-hmm. this kind of film. Um so I mean I think they I think they use the budget to their advantage. I mean, it's a nice looking film. It's filmed very nice. Uh the I, I like the acting for the most part. I think in some scenes, specifically when the two when uh Mary Shelton's character and the the other guy are together they're just their chemistry is not good in my opinion like they have weird chemistry like and it's not even so much that they have like conflict in their relationship it's just more so like they just the the two act they when they act together it's just awkward like it's Mm. it's i'm not invested in their relationship at all i could care less whether they're like together or not and like i feel like that's not a good thing because i should want to be invested in their characters considering they're the two that last until the end yeah that that would
1: work that would help
0: yeah, so I think as far as like acting goes, I think the acting could use some work in some parts, but for I think for the most part, for it, for it being a slasher film, I still think the acting is pretty good. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten just because I think quality wise, it's it's pretty good. So yeah, um, but then as far as the IMDb rating goes, it's a four point nine out of ten. So I'm curious, I'm curious, Chris, do you think that it deserves the rating that it has, or do you think it should be higher or lower? I mean slasher
1: films usually get a pretty abysmal uh rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I'm not really sure how IMDb DB is like how is it is it by fans or is it by audiences or like it's like a bunch of critical reviews? Like how does do you know how IMDb uh kind of goes about that rating?
0: Um not really. I think it's I think it's just an overall consensus I want to say mm. because they have like um On IMDb, they have like a percentage of stuff too, Um, but it's not like, so it's like, uh, so on here, it has a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, and then 18% on Metacritic, but then it says 85% liked this movie, and that was Google users. So I'm guessing that's like, you know, normal people aside from, (laughs) you know. Not the uh,
1: academics,
0: right? Right. So, I mean, for the most part, eighty-five percent of viewers liked this film. So, I, I think that's fair. I, I think, in my opinion, I think it, uh, I think it deserves at least a, a six.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe in between, like five and six. You know, like yeah, it's maybe it wasn't like my a,
0: absolute favorite slasher, but maybe like a solid five point five, maybe. Yeah, sure. What the hell? Yeah, I, I think a four point nine is a little. <laughs> a little abysmal but <laughs>
1: yeah, someone didn't like whoever made the film
0: yeah yeah um but what what would you rate it you said like a mid 5.5 ish. Yeah, you're sure
1: yeah I'll, I'll agree with with that 5.5 or something like that. you know cool. it's not um i wouldn't say the strongest in its genre but you know what you you could do worse
0: right yeah there there are definitely worse slasher films out there than this one so this one's at least a good time to watch there's some slasher films out there that i just i put on and i'm like this sucks i'm not enjoying this at all (laughs) you know but um yeah so what is your favorite scene of this film and what are what is your least favorite scene
1: Mm. i'll say my favorite is lily's death Cause I, I thought it was really, um, I thought that was when cinematography um, kind of story character really worked in the mm-hmm. sense to create a pretty cool set piece um, for a kill. I agree. And yeah, I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty awesome to watch. My least favorite, um, maybe the the scene with Denise Richards and the cop, the detective because that sort of just came out of nowhere they kind of just wanted to i guess add that you know all manner trash in this film <laughs> so it kind of just like came because I, I don't know for me i didn't really give get any sense that prior the detective was like some sleazeball so yeah. I, that was kind of like out of left field and yeah it wasn't like the absolute worst scene no but like it was just was like an off-putting i'm like i just didn't quite i was like get oh it. okay so i get yeah i was like oh, okay i see I guess what the story's trying to do but
0: yeah you're like i don't quite i don't quite understand why that was in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i uh, i don't know and but i i I do think it's funny the way that denise richards like reacts to it she's like remove your hand from my thigh and then she just like gets up and leaves
1: yeah i mean good for her but like also like for trying to have that character moment with the, the detective he then dies off screen, so it was almost mm-hmm. it was odd, like as to what we were supposed to take away from that. You know, we didn't get the pleasure of having him be a victim,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that it really wasn't helpful. Yeah, and that's like what I'm talking about with like all these like unanswered questions. It's like I feel like they just kind of got lazy halfway through this film, and they're like, "Oh, it's fine. We don't need to show his death. We don't need to show this. We don't need to show where this guy walked off to and disappeared. We don't know. We don't need the audience to know what happened to the guy that has." Candle wax on his dick, either. It's fine. We just don't need to answer those questions. I don't know. That's that that was that's my biggest issue with this film is that there's just so many of those unanswered questions. But um I think my favorite scene would have to be the opening scene with uh Catherine heigl's character, just because I feel like that is a really, really great scene. Like it's a great scene with building tension. You get a lot of like that, you know, you get the introduction to what the killer looks like. And then you get that cool like body bag scene with her hiding in the bag, which I think is pretty suspenseful as well. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a really good opening for a film. I think it kind of really set the tone for the rest of the film. So I'd have to say that's my favorite. Honorable mention though, goes to Paige's death in the hot tub because I really also mm-hmm. love that scene as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's an honorable mention of course. But uh, I think my least favorite scene would have to be the ending just because mm-hmm. that whole that whole chase scene where she's getting chased by adam and then she's getting chased by the killer it's just really underwhelming it's not you know i've seen a lot of great chase scenes in films you know for example scream when sydney's yeah. being chased by Ghostface and stuff like that or you know helen's uh chase scene. and i know we did last summer so there's just so many oh, yes. better you know chase scenes and films that i've seen this one was just kind of like whatever and then the whole ending as I said before, the whole thing with Dorothy being framed for it, which makes no fucking sense. And then Adam being the killer, which is just whatever. <laughs> I don't know, it's just kind of an underwhelming way to finish this film. And I think, I think the ending almost just about ruins this film for me, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, so. I mean,
1: it, I think the film would have actually done something more interesting if it had nothing. I mean, it's interesting because I think actually I was spoiled the ending. I didn't realize what film I was spoiled when I had seen the scene. Uh-huh. Um, so I sort of starting to remem- remember as like, I was watching and then obviously I watched the final scene with the the nose bleeding and all that. And I kind of clicked. Yeah. Um, but throughout most of it, it almost seems like the story is trying to figure out if it wants the killer to actually be the bullied kid or if it wants that just to be a red herring. And I, I think it could have worked to its benefit um, in the end, actually the opposite where it was a red herring.
0: I agree. Now
1: as to what, you know, whatever motive the killer would have had if that was, you know, that that could, because that really, that does change the whole story. But yeah. I think it could have made it more interesting in a way.
0: Yeah, see, and I personally think it would have been a cool route to take if Dorothy was the killer, Just and not just yeah. because I'm like pro, like <laughs> female killers in films, because you have like, that great reveal in urban legend where, you know, her best friend is the killer at the end, which I fucking love. And I, I love, love a female
1: slasher. We don't, there's not nearly enough.
0: But like, and like, I just feel like she would have a reason to do it because, like, you know, she has like this underlining resentment for all these people because she was the fat one growing up. And she even says it. She even says something along the lines of, like, you guys, you know, were all so pretty and blah, blah, blah. And I was the fat, ugly one. And, you know, it would, it would have been very interesting if you've, if you had this focus of like Jeremy Melton this whole time but really it was Dorothy the whole time using Jeremy Melton as a cover up to reveal herself as the actual killer i thought that would have been very interesting especially back in the day when you know uh horror movie clichés of like who done it wasn't exactly like predictable at that point in time you know you had yeah. scream and stuff which reinvented that whole like who done it kind of thing with two killers and stuff like that but I think it was still early on enough in like the early two thousands where people still weren't predicting stuff like that, where they could have done it like that, like where they could have just thought the entire movie that this was the bullied kid that they had bullied in middle school and stuff like that. And then you find out at the end that it's Dorothy. I think that would have been a much better ending in my opinion. So I don't all right. know.
1: All, all for the remake.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about ideas right here. So, yes, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think, like like we like we already discussed, I think this film is a fun film, so I would I would recommend it. I just wouldn't go into it with you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. Too much. Don't of pick a... for it. Don't use it as your uh, thesis. For sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else you want to talk about, I have a fun little Valentine quiz that I want to do oh. for you, where we're just gonna do questions about the film, and I'm just gonna. Okay. They're multiple choice, so okay. Um, if you have a photographic memory it might be Which i don't <laughs> <For> yeah no. <laughs> not at all, all. Right. so there um there's 12 questions here oh, so be fun nope. <laughs> are you ready for it
1: i'm um, more than ever
0: okay so question number one chris what is yes. the name of the geek at middle uh, at the middle school dance J- a jk oh sorry <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I forgot ready. that there's
1: multiple choice <laughs> uh, okay this is gonna make it uh, i'm more relaxed now
0: okay yeah A. Jake Cake, B. Jeremy Melton, C. James Marlowe, or D. Adam Carr? Uh, B. Jeremy Melton? Yep. Yes. That's right. All right, so question number two. Where does the killer murder Shelly? A. The library, B. Her bedroom, C. The hospital, or D. The morgue? D. The morgue. Ding, ding, ding. Question number three. Who was the first one to receive a valentine card from the killer? A. Dorothy, B, Lily, C, Shelly, or D, Kate?
1: Um. C. Shelly? Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, Why do you even to, to be silent like that?
0: <laughs> well, that was funny because I had uh, two chicks in a horror flick on yesterday and I was doing the quiz with them and fucking Felicia was like, you have such a poker face. Like When I'm answer- answering these questions, you're just so dead face. And I'm like, it makes me question. She's like, did I get that right? And I'm like... I don't, yes. I don't know i don't know i don't reveal true. my cards <laughs> but uh all right so question number four how does lily die a shot with a gun b suffocated c stabbed or d shot with a crossbow D. yes that is correct okay. question number five what is the name of the guy Paige flirts with at turbo dating a max b brian c jake or d leo oh
1: right
0: um a nope it was brian no. uh, <laughs> B. I knew brian. i was not gonna get that one <laughs> hey that was that was a valiant effort so yeah. uh, question number six where is campbell killed a in the basement of dorothy's house b at yoga c in the bedroom of kate's house or d while taking a bath at dorothy's a in the basement yes that is correct yes. <clears throat> question number seven where is Paige killed? A, in the bath, B, in bed, C, in the swimming pool, or D, in the hot tub? D. In the hot tub. Yes. <laughs> Question number eight. What does Ruthie take from Campbell's room? A, his wallet, B, nothing, C, a ring, or D, the watch Dorothy got him? D. Yes. Okay. That is well, right. I'm glad I've
1: been paying attention to film. <laughs> you know, it makes me feel good. It's-
0: it's a good thing. Hey, and you've only seen this film once, so I, know. I, think I think you're doing pretty damn good. Uh Question number nine. What does Kate write on the note she gives to Adam for Valentine's Day? Oh. A, I owe you $10. B, you're dumped. C, I love you. Or D, I owe you TLC. C. C? Yeah. Nope, it's D. I owe you TLC.
1: Don't even remember that. Okay. <laughs> good. I'm glad that they were correspondents, though
0: yeah question number 10 where does kate find the detective severed head a in a pond b on her doorstep c in a bush or d in dorothy's bath a yep that's right right. uh i would love to have seen a death scene with him by the way because he was a uh, i did not like his character i was like i just want to see you get murdered yeah it would have worked
1: it would have done something you know Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yep um question number 11 what does kate hit adam over the head with a a bottle of champagne b a book c a snooker cue or d her fist uh a yep
1: fist i would have preferred her fist right you know just deck them you know
0: bam (laughs) (laughs) all right final question question number 12 which of her friends does kate find dead while she runs away from adam a lily b page c shelly or d dorothy Uh, b page yeah final answer
1: yes (laughs) don't do that
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, so you only missed two so you got 10 out of 12 that's pretty damn good
1: making me sweat too jesus
0: (laughs) good that's the that's the intended reaction that i want (laughs) i want people to sweat and stress out and be like oh my god no i'm just kidding (laughs) But, yeah, that's just, like, a fun little thing that I like to do at the end of each episode, so I hope you enjoyed that. Totally. So, but, um, yeah, did you have any other thoughts on Valentine before we wrap this up?
1: No, I don't think so. I think we pretty much, at least I said all that I kind of wanted to for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think it's a, you know, for all the listeners who haven't seen this film, if you want to go see it, I would recommend it, but just go into it with a... Uh, <laughs> a open mind and don't think too much about it. Cause this isn't a film that you go into and you th- want to think too much about it. Cause it's just going to ruin yeah. the experience for you. So aside from that, um, Chris, do you want to plug in your Instagram one last time for the listeners? Tell them where they can find you.
1: Sure. It is at chips.an.sasa. And bit. I thought it was hilarious, but obviously <laughs> I don't think so. I'm still going to keep it though.
0: <laughs> and, uh, do we have any uh films to look forward to in the near future? Have you been working on um anything like you don't have to announce anything, but uh, thank you. Just let us know if there's anything in the works.
1: Um, potentially. I think I've just been more so into um settling it into writing rather than <laughs> developing projects. I think um I would like to get back into it. Yeah. The pandemic has overall, I mean, besides everything else, has really kind of limited that um some people have done really creative stuff in during this time and i give them so much credit for that but for me i think i'll be more comfortable when the landscape is a lot safer Mm -hmm. so you know right now just kind of smaller stuff writing stuff you know maybe scripts if anything and then kind of wait and see you know once things clear up and um it's a lot safer to be around you know a crew a small crew and cast and all that stuff then Try my hand
0: or some of like that looking forward to seeing more future stuff from you i'm also looking forward to working on some future stuff with you because totally. i think that'd be really fun so
2: yeah that'd be
0: cool okay. i wanted to say thank you again for coming on the show it was really fun Of course. and uh looking forward to you hopefully coming on again sometime soon if you yeah, would like because like, i know this was your first uh you said this was your first podcast you've ever yeah, my on. first and my
1: last this is it it's over <laughs>
0: So how how did your experience rate? I need a five. uh I need a review on Yelp. So what what, what it was you
1: were- it? Was very pleasant. Oh it was good. Very smooth, easy going. You know, I didn't get paid, but you know, I can deal with it
0: Hey, I can pay you in you know uh praise. I can shower thank you. you yeah, well, you know, you already did
1: that, so I do appreciate that.
0: Oh man, but uh yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Chris. I really appreciate it, and I'm I'm really grateful that we met each other, that our paths crossed. So I'm looking forward to, like I said, working with you in the future. Hopefully at some point once COVID, you know, is done, which I don't think it'll ever be done. But once, once we have a better way of managing it, I think we need to like meet up at some point because yeah. we haven't even met each other in person. So you live no. in New York and I live here in Utah. So it's a little bit hard, I would say. A
1: completely digital relationship so far. So it'd be nice to make it more physical.
0: Yes, for sure. So, yeah, um, before we go, you can find me at We Love Horror Podcast on Instagram. I'm also at uh, my Gmail, is also welovehorrorpod at gmail.com. And then if you don't mind leaving me a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. And then you can find me anywhere that you stream your podcasts. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for us. So, we're going to head out. So, I hope you guys all have a happy Valentine's Day. Hope you guys don't um, get chased by a psychotic killer in a Cupid mask this year. <laughs> So <laughs> hopefully y'all have a safe uh, Valentine's day. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>